Welcome to The Rutledge Perspective. I am your host, Laurel Rutledge, and this show is where we talk about the things that are top of mind as you navigate your career, whether corporate or otherwise. The plan is to get you out of your rut and talk you back off that ledge with insights and perspectives on the daily grind. Welcome to the village. On this week's episode of The Rutledge Perspective, we're talking about preparation and lifelong learning as key principles in great leadership. And when I think of some of the best leaders that I've worked with, they were people who were in a continuous learning mode. They never got to the point where they felt they knew everything that was going on about either their business or their team or whatever it was. They were in a constant mode of wanting to learn and wanting to understand. And they were in a constant mode of making sure they were prepared, prepared for the next meeting, prepared for having performance conversations with people, prepared for whatever might come next. Even if they didn't have a plan, they were at least prepared to be able to respond or get something done in response to anything that had occurred. And it occurred to me that when I look over some of the changes and I talk to some of my clients and talk to people that are still in corporate and trying to decide what their next move is going to be in that corporate arena or whether or not they're trying to decide to do something different, Preparation is a real key of being able to determine what your next steps are going to be. The other piece that occurred to me is as I continued to build my team and built my career over many, many years and focused on building departments and making sure processes working and all of these kinds of things, I wanted to make sure that the people that were looking to me for guidance, were looking at me for support and for engagement we're getting the training, we're getting the support that they needed, but I didn't spend nearly as much time on ensuring I was continuing to grow and I was continuing to learn. And I point this out specifically for people who have been in the same organization for a long time, and that's not a commentary on whether or not you should stay or go. The challenge of when you've been in the same organization for a very long time especially if you haven't necessarily moved departments or things like that, you may have moved up and broadened your career, but you haven't necessarily been in a lot of places, even in the company. It is really critical for you to make sure you have outside connections, that you are going outside to get some learning, that you're going outside to fill your cup with what's going on currently, because it's very easy when you get into those organizations or any leader to get so caught up in how things are done in your organization and how things are done for that population of people and for that business that you lose sight of the fact that there's a whole world out there of other stuff. There are other people making decisions around the same topics you're trying to fight. Uh, right now, there are other people trying to decide how to bring people back to work post-COVID or during COVID at this point. There are other people who are trying to figure out how to take their kids back to school or to homeschool them. So there are so many places where what you are experiencing, other people have already experienced, and there's opportunities for you to learn from someone else. You may not necessarily want to duplicate what they've done, but learning from them gives you an opportunity to even bolster your own creativity and innovation. And it's very easy as leaders to get so caught up in that day-to-day and building our teams and supporting our teams and making sure we're staying on top of the strategy that we forget that we also need to continue to learn. We need to continue to grow. We need to continue to get some outside influence or other expert influence to challenge 
our perspectives, to challenge our thought processes, and to push us to make us stronger, to make us better, to make us better leaders, to make us better business people. And if we stay really connected to only the thing we see every day, only the thing we go at every day, it moves away this whole world of possibilities and creativity and innovation. It's lost to us because we haven't engaged in anything that's external to our everyday world. You know, one of the things that John Lewis said in his letter that he wrote to be published after his death was learn the lessons from history, learn the lessons from history. And when I read that, I thought it's not just about history it not, it's not just our societal learning that's important, but it's that learning from others sitting at the feet. I've heard this so many times, go sit at the feet of the masters, go sit at the feet of the people who are doing what you want to do. Go sit at the feet of that CEO. Go sit at the feet of that vice president of production. Go to the people who are doing and have mastered what you want to do and master and be humble enough and open enough to learn from them. And there may be things that you hear or things that you see that you're like, yeah, I wouldn't do it that way. Or that doesn't really make sense to me. Or I'm not sure that would work with my personality or what have you. And that is perfectly fine. You don't necessarily have to take what something does and pick someone does and pick it up and move it over and just put your name on it and do the same thing again. You have the opportunity to make something yours, to add your bit of sauce to it, your bit of flavor to it. But having that external influence, go sitting at the feet of people who have been where you've been, who have some of the same scars or even deeper scars than you have from that corporate battle, Having that strength and that knowledge and that understanding of how that works only serves to make you a better leader, a stronger leader, a leader that has an entire toolbox from which to draw when faced with something that he or she may not have seen before. Not everything that you experience is going to be something that you've seen before. So what can you do to continue to build your toolbox, to build your experiences, to build your exposure? Because even if it's not something that's going on in your organization, if you've at least been exposed to the possibility, when something happens, you're not caught flat footed. You're not surprised. You're not saying, oh my gosh, never seen that before. What are we going to do? But you're saying, oh, wait, I think I talked to someone about that and they experienced it. And here's what they did in that situation. And then you can take it and morph it and collaborate and communicate and bring in your experts and figure out how to respond in your situation. But if you don't take the opportunity and, and become aware of your own need and your own desire and your own ability to continue to learn, you are doing yourself such a disservice because none of us knows everything. None of us knows everything. There's always someone who is better, smarter, faster. There's always someone who has seen something you haven't seen or experienced something you haven't experienced. And to presume that if you didn't experience it, it must not be true is the height of hubris. And those are the things that happen that cause us to fail. When we refuse to understand that other people's experiences and what other people have seen might actually drive some value for us, we are doing ourselves a disservice, we're doing our businesses a disservice, and we're being dishonest about our real capabilities and our real understanding. And that doesn't mean you're not smart, that doesn't mean you're not capable, it just means you don't know everything. None of us does. 
And unfortunately, we have a lot of organizations where saying, I don't know, or let me find out, or I'm raising my hand up because I want to go to this seminar, or I want to do this training, sometimes is frowned upon as weakness, as how can you be saying you need to go get trained on XYZ when we've got you in a VP role of XYZ. But organizations that understand that things change, and and especially now, industries change quickly. What's happening in society changes quickly. Technology is moving so fast that we have a hard time keeping up. And so that ability to have someone get out there and represent your organization, and better yet, bring something back to the organization that says, hey, here's what I learned at this class or at this seminar that I think we can use is really powerful. In fact, I know the teams that I had, if we had someone go to a training, one of the things we wanted them to do was bring back their, bring back their knowledge to everyone else. Let everyone else learn from you. You become the teacher, right? Because what is the old saying? If you can't teach somebody else, you really didn't understand it well enough yourself. And sometimes the first time we see something, we don't understand it deeply, which is fine. That's why we continue to learn. But it is really important as a leader and as someone who wants to lead, if you're very early in your career and ultimately you want to lead, that you are okay with being a lifelong learner, that you are okay acknowledging that there may be some stuff you still need to learn. And there may be some gaps that you have. There may be some some areas where you're not quite as skilled as someone else. And you can hire a team for that, which is great. And, and good leaders learn to hire for their gaps and their weaknesses, which is good. But that doesn't mean you at least can't get a basic understanding of some of those things where you have a gap. And that's the power of having that lifelong learning bent to your leadership process and your leadership philosophy. Having that lifelong learning also is part of your preparation. When you sit at the feet of the master, so to speak, when you go to people who've experienced it before and you put other things in your toolbox for you, that enables you then to be prepared for whatever comes. It enables you, as I said earlier, to not be surprised when something happens. And don't get me wrong. We all get caught by surprise every once in a while, especially in HR, although there's nothing that surprises me anymore. But there are things that would come up and you're like, really? I, that I didn't anticipate. And so the more tools you have in your box, the more exposure you have had to different things, the more willing you are to say, hmm, let me go see how they did that. The more likely you are to be prepared when something unexpected presents itself for you. The old saying is, and I think the first time I heard it, at least was with Oprah, which is luck is when preparation meets opportunity. Luck is when preparation meets opportunity. And so how are you finding a way to take this learning that you have, to take the skills that you have, to take the experiences that you have and the successes and the failures and all of those things and let that prepare you for the opportunity that comes up. When you are willing to just say yes and learn something new, that new promotion or that big project that's new to your organization, maybe you get tapped on the shoulder because you've shown that you are willing to learn. You are willing to jump in and take some risk and figure it out. Maybe the opportunity that comes to you is a really big promotion at a different organization. And the reason they came after you is because they saw that you had gone to some trainings or that you presented at some national conference or something that let them know that not only are you a leader, but you also have a level of expertise in your field. You have great skills and they want to talk to you. 
So being prepared for the opportunity that presents itself is really important. Like my producer said this morning, sometimes we have, we miss opportunities because we aren't prepared because our eyes aren't open. We're not aware. We're just moving quickly because we talked about sometimes you got to be slow and precise versus quick and approximate. And you need to be prepared to go really slow to understand what's going on so that then you can move really fast later. Because again, if you don't have time to do it right the first time, what makes you think you'll have time to do it over? So why not take a little bit of time in the beginning to go slow, to understand, so that you can hit light speed and getting things implemented. But when we move so fast, when we're not willing to learn, when we are not willing to be prepared, then we don't always recognize the opportunity that's coming our way. We don't always put ourselves in a position to be tapped on the shoulder for that opportunity. We don't always allow ourselves to be the person who is given a chance because we're prepared, because we're a learner, because we've demonstrated that we are ready. We haven't said we're perfect. We haven't said we won't make mistakes. We haven't said we won't fail. But what we've said is we're ready. We are prepared. We are willing to learn. We are willing to get in and take some risks. And really great leaders are willing to say they don't know. Really great leaders are willing to then go figure it out. And that's not about being so vulnerable that people lose trust in your leadership. That's not what I'm talking about. But one of the things, if you look at some, some areas around metacognition, what are the things that you know that you know? What are the things that you think you know? And what are the things that you know you don't know? And as leaders, the answer to those three questions is really important because that's where your learning comes in. And that's where your credibility is built. Because if someone asks you a question and you're always like, absolutely, I've got the answer, I've got the answer, I've got the answer, and you're constantly giving answers and your answers are wrong or your answers are inaccurate or your answers get someone in trouble, ultimately people start saying, they always know the answer, but it's never right. So we're going to go ask someone else. And your credibility is crushed. Or better yet, what opportunities are you missing because you say, oh, I'm not sure. I don't know. Well, you know, maybe you should ask someone else. Ugh, I've never seen that before. I'm not sure. I don't know. That response is very different than saying, you know what? I'm not sure, but I'm going to find out. I'll be right back to you. Right. Or give me a couple of days and I'll get back to you. That's a different response than saying, I don't know. Um, maybe I'm not sure. And leaving it there. Right. So what opportunities are you missing again through that lifelong learning because you are not willing even to take a chance that you do know something. We've often found that sometimes it's even, it, while it's bad and, and a credibility hit when you continue to say you know something when you don't, but it's an opportunity hit for you personally if you continually downgrade or downplay what you do know for fear of being wrong, for fear of people thinking you're arrogant, for fear of people thinking you are trying to get a promotion over someone else. Don't miss opportunities because you are afraid to say what you do know, because there are some things you know. And if you are a lifelong learner and you've enabled yourself to be exposed to things and experience things and learn at the feet of others who know, you probably know more than you think you do if you would give yourself a chance to demonstrate that. So make sure that as you are leading your team, as you are leading yourself, as you are the master of your career, you're the master of how you show up. What are you doing to get prepared? What are you doing to ensure 
that even if you get a surprise, your first response to the surprise isn't panic because you've got some stuff in your toolbox that you know will be able to help you. If nothing else, minimize the pain or minimize the shock or the damage. And how are you making that lifelong learning a continuous and integral part of how you move professionally and how you move personally? Because it's not just professional learning that's important. It's personal learning that's important too. So I leave you with this today. Luck is when preparation meets opportunity. Go out, get prepared, leave yourself open to the opportunities that present themselves. Don't be running so fast and so myopic that you don't even see the opportunity when it comes. And allow yourself to be humble and aware enough to seek experiences and to seek expertise from those who know. Your team will appreciate it. They will appreciate your transparency. They will appreciate your willingness to continue to learn. They will appreciate your humility and vulnerability and strength as a leader. And you will be really happy that you are prepared to lead your team and prepared to take advantage of the opportunities that may present themselves for you. And that's the Rutledge perspective for today. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you tuning in uh, to this podcast. It is really something that I love to do sharing this time with you. And hopefully you got something out of this one. Go out, learn something today. Take care. You have been listening to the Rutledge Perspective. Thank you for tuning in. If we've given you a new perspective or helped you clarify your own, please give us a five-star rating. You can find more information about this and other episodes of the show on laurelrutledge.com slash podcast, and you can subscribe to the show where you get your favorite podcasts. You can also follow me on social media. Oh, and if there's someone you think would enjoy or benefit from the Rutledge perspective, please pass it along. Thank you for tuning in.